You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Concussion Doc. I think we're on episode 23, but I'm going to stop saying the number of the episodes just for this. Okay, some things to talk about. Right now, it is National Physical Therapy Month in the United States. So, big ups to all our PTs in the United States. The hashtag for this is ChoosePT, and the motto is, pain is personal, treating pain takes teamwork. And this is the exact same as it is in concussion. So, this hits home with us very much. Also, NHL season starts tonight. Go Leafs go. And uh, looking forward to watching some hockey again. Do you know the Leafs are the Vegas odds to win the Stanley Cup this year? That is amazing. All right, we'll see if they actually pull through. Okay, so three questions today. We're talking about persistent symptoms and whether or not that leads to the chance of having persistent symptoms once again in the future. We are talking about if persistent symptoms can flare up after a concussion injury. So some people will go through periods where symptoms will wax and wane, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. And the third question is regarding acupuncture and whether or not it can be a helpful tool for treating concussion. First question. If a person had persistent symptoms after a concussion, does it increase the chances for persistent symptoms after future concussions? So the answer kind of quickly is that we don't, we don't know. Uh, we don't have a lot of research on this. However, the speculation is that yes, it would. I haven't seen a ton of uh, scientific literature that looks at this specifically. Um, but if we think about the causes of persistent symptoms, a lot of them are due to pre-morbid factors. So things like people with poor coping skills, people with anxiety, people with pre-existing depression, those types of things are likely to still be present after another concussion. And if you've already gone down that road again, for example, you've had a concussion, you've had a prolonged recovery, your anxiety about getting another concussion is fairly high. And then if you do get another concussion, that anxiety can lead to more prolonged symptoms once again. So like I said, there's not a lot of evidence on this. Um, the other thing that can cause prolonged symptoms is kind of on the metabolic front. So if you get a concussion injury, your brain undergoes this energy deficit that takes you know three to six weeks to recover. And if you were to get hit again during that three to six week recovery prior to fully recovering from that injury, you get a compounding effect of that injury and now the recovery period takes longer than it does for one single concussion. So if people are getting concussed in that initial vulnerability period, the potential for them to have a prolonged period of vulnerability where they're getting concussed easier and easier leads to prolonged recovery as well. So you're going to get prolonged symptom recovery, but you're also going to get prolonged recovery of the metabolic injury that happens within the brain. So once you've had this, it's kind of a snowball effect because it's difficult to dig yourself out. So if you have an injury that takes three to six weeks to recover, but you get concussed again on week two, well, now the recovery period goes from instead of three to six weeks, it now goes up to you know three to four months. So now if you get concussed at any time during that three to four month period, not only will it happen easier, but now the recovery period goes potentially on to, let's say, a year or more. 
Well, you can never dig yourself out of that hole because you're always kind of in this vulnerable state. And so if that leads to persistent symptoms and that's the cause for your persistent symptoms, chances are you will continue to have persistent symptoms unless you get out of that deficit that you've created for yourself. The other causes of persistent symptoms are blood flow impairments. Now, if you've had a previous blood flow impairment, potentially you're more likely to have one in future concussions, but we don't really know. Um, metabolic uh, stuff, uh, nutrition, gut health, uh, inflammation. If you have systemic inflammation, you have poor gut health, potentially you're going to continue to have that unless you fix it. And so if you get another one, maybe that's going to help to prolong your symptoms as well. Neck dysfunction, that can cause prolonged symptoms. If you get concussed again, if you had pre-existing neck dysfunction, neck injury, you're probably more likely to have that cause persistent symptoms in the future. And like I already mentioned, a lot of this is kind of on the psychological realm for people with persistent symptoms. A lot of this is driven by pre-existing anxiety, poor coping skills, uh, history of depression. Um, all of this stuff can lead to an increased likelihood of having persistent symptoms from your concussion. Now, if you do get another concussion, you still have pre-existing anxiety, depression, and poor coping skills unless you've done something to kind of manage that. So to sum it up, we don't have a lot of research on whether or not if you've had persistent symptoms with one concussion, you're guaranteed to have persistent symptoms with another. But just based on what causes persistent symptoms, the assumption is that yes, it likely would lead to prolonged symptoms, but we need research to solve that question. And right now we don't have any. Second question, can persistent symptoms flare up after resolving, i.e. getting sick or major life stresses? This is something I hear all the time. People are like, well, I can't do that because that will really flare me up, flare me up with the air quotations. There's going to be stuff that provokes your symptoms um, throughout recovery. But again, concussion stops being a concussion very soon after the injury occurs. So what we know of concussion is that it's this acceleration, deceleration injury. It creates some microstructural damage potentially within the axons, but it creates this temporary drop in ATP energy levels within the brain that does recover over that kind of three to six week period. Beyond that three to six week period, everyone's looking for the reason or the brain specific reasons of why people have persistent symptoms and we haven't really landed on anything that's really all that conclusive. We've landed on things, like I said, blood flow impairments potentially. Well, there's treatment for that. We've landed on things like potentially metabolic inflammatory issues. We've landed on things like neck dysfunctions, visual and, vi and vestibular disturbances and things like that. So can persistent symptoms flare up after resolving? Yes, your symptoms can flare up after resolving. But I think people need to start making the distinction between can my concussion has flared up versus my vestibular problem has flared up. And I need to go and work on my vestibular function and do some more rehab and do some more exercises to get that under control, right? It's not, it's the symptoms may have started with concussion, but after about a month or so, the symptoms are no longer concussion anymore. Now you're into the PCS, which is really, it's, it's tough for us to find a brain-specific mechanism. So I don't think we should attribute ongoing flare-ups to brain injury or ongoing brain injury 
I think what it should be attributed to is you have a flare-up of symptoms for whatever reason, whether or not your vestibular system was also impacted as a result of the injury, and now you're having a flare-up of your vestibular system because you feel a little bit dizzy. Or maybe you had a neck injury that happened at the same time as your concussion, and that neck dysfunction, that neck injury, can cause the same symptoms as concussion. For example, headaches, dizziness, confusion, visual disturbances, um, ocular motor tracking issues, all of that stuff can be due to a neck injury. So can your symptoms flare up after resolving? Yes. But are they due to concussion or are they due to something else? I think we have to have the mindset that this is due to something else and I think that'll help you to get over things a little bit quicker because people avoid activity because it flares their symptoms. In concussion, a lot of healthcare professionals that are kind of old school that haven't caught up to the literature learn that anything that provokes your symptoms should, should be avoided. And actually what we're finding now is that anything that provokes your symptoms should be done more often and more frequently. It's habituation and adaptation. You want to do things that bother you so that they don't bother you anymore. That's the basis of what concussion rehab is a lot of times. It's when I do that, it makes me really dizzy. Great. Let's do that repetitively until it doesn't make you dizzy anymore, right? It would be like training for a marathon or training for, let's say, weightlifting, right? If I got injured, I would stop lifting weights for a period of time because I was injured. And then I would try to go back to doing weights. But a lot of times with concussion, people try to jump into what they were doing, you know, six months ago. And they're not there yet. You're out of shape. If, if that's how you want to think about it, you're out of shape, right? I just had a baby two months ago. Well, I didn't have the baby. My wife had the baby. But two months ago, had a baby, haven't been to the gym in two months. Last week, I went and did a chest workout. Not only was I lifting 30% less than what I could bench press before this, I was so beat up and sore for the next three days that, you know what? If I was a concussion patient and I did something that flared my symptoms or if I'm somebody who hasn't worked out in a while and I do something that causes me pain, is the answer to stop lifting weights because it made me sore afterwards? No. The answer is to continue lifting weights so that they don't make me sore anymore. The only reason I'm sore is because I'm out of shape. And that's the same thing when it comes to concussion symptoms. So your symptoms can get flared up, but what people need to realize is that you should not be afraid of your symptoms. It's hurt versus harm. You're not harming yourself. You may hurt yourself a little bit. It may hurt. It may be painful. It may be tough. But don't avoid symptoms. These flare-ups are not due to concussion. These flare-ups are due to flaring up the ongoing dysfunctions that you may have. And this is not permanent. So don't avoid things because it makes you feel a little bit worse for a period of time. Because anytime these flare up, people are worried that it's going to go on forever, and it's not. If you have a good healthcare professional, somebody who's trained in this area, when their symptoms flare up, they come in and see me, and I go, oh, here's what it is. It's just this. I want you to do this, and you can get over it. But if you do something that scares you because it causes symptoms, what you need to know is that this is not a permanent thing. This is not impairing you. This is not making you worse. This is not setting you back. This is not making you spiral down out of control. It's very, 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 very temporary. But sometimes it's the other things, the anxiety that goes with that makes you feel the symptoms for a lot longer than what they should actually be there for. And again, this is why having a really good 
solid, trained healthcare professional that knows about concussion, that can ease your mind on this stuff and help to kind of get you over that will help you from that psychological standpoint, but as well as the, the physical standpoint. So um, a bit of a long-winded answer on that one, but anyway. Uh, okay, next question. Is acupuncture a helpful tool in treating concussion? So again, we get back to what is a concussion. Concussion is an energy deficit within the brain for a very short period of time. What can help that energy deficit? Nothing can help that energy deficit. The closest thing we have right now is potentially on the dietary and supplement area. So um, things like you know anti-inflammatory diet, uh, potentially helpful. Uh, things like fish oil can help with inflammation. I just read a study on ketogenic diet, uh, helping to reduce the energy crisis that happens within the brain. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a couple posts on that coming soon. Um, so I think aside from dietary intervention in that acute stage, and nothing can really help a concussion. It's just the time that's required to do it. Now, can acupuncture help the symptoms of a concussion? That's a different story. So the symptoms of concussion being headaches, dizziness, you know, nauseousness, um, you know, visual disturbances, and all these other things. There are some things that acupuncture has been shown, or at least dry needling, not necessarily traditional Chinese acupuncture um, in like you know full body acupuncture or healing um, qi and meridian lines or anything like that, but more point specific acupuncture or you know dry needling type techniques have been shown to do a few beneficial things uh, in concussion patients. And actually there was three studies in the past year looking at acupuncture specifically for certain things. And I'm gonna bring them up right now. Um, oh, gotta enter my password here. Don't look people. Uh, okay, so we got three studies. One of them is talking about um, using acupuncture for um, headaches. One of them is talking about acupuncture for dizziness. And the other one was talking about acupuncture for improved cognitive function, which sounds strange, but they actually found a positive effect. Um, so the first one, acupuncture for improvement of cognitive function after concussion. This is from an author by the name of Zhang. Uh, they had 72 patients with cognitive impairment. I've actually done this one on one of my Instagram posts as well. Uh, both groups, uh, they were randomized to receive acupuncture or not receive acupuncture. Both groups were given oral citicoline uh, sodium tablets as part of their treatment. And then one group was also receiving acupuncture uh, every second day throughout the trial. And it was electroacupuncture. Uh, the treatment protocol was for 30 days. At the end, there was a significant improvement in cognitive function in both groups. However, there was the group that got acupuncture was significantly better than the group that did not receive the acupuncture. So acupuncture may improve cognitive function. The points that were used was GV20, which is right on the crown of the head, GB20, which is in the suboccipital region of both um, kind of you know suboccipital areas, and the other one was GV17, which is the external occipital protuberance at the back of the head. Those three points were the ones that were used, and they were stimmed using electricity at two to 300 pulses per minute uh, at a frequency of four to six hertz. The, the other one uh, was using cervicogenic dizziness and they put needles into the inferior oblique muscle in the suboccipital triangle uh, and I believe they just left it there 
There was no stimulation. They just left it there. So it was on either end, right into the external, um, or sorry, the uh, inferior oblique muscle. And they just left the patients there face down. This is only a case series of three patients, however, varying ages. Um, and they found that after how many treatments? Let me just see. All the procedure and stuff is here. Not sure how many treatments they had. Anyway, sarcogenic dizziness, and the other one was for, for headaches. So can acupuncture help treat a concussion? Uh, I don't think the pathophysiology of concussion, anything except for nutritional interventions or things looked at boosting energy levels and reducing inflammation uh, are helpful in treating the actual concussion injury itself. But is acupuncture helpful in treating some of the symptoms of concussion? Um, yes, possibly. Now, these are you know, smaller studies and there aren't a lot of them, but um, I use acupuncture a lot for dizziness. I use acupuncture a lot for uh, headache relief uh, and my patients also find it quite uh, effective. Anything else? I saw you writing down like a fiend back there. So, uh, all right. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. And actually on October 24th, is that when Herkel's coming? Dr. Herkel is uh, our sport naturopath and we're going to have a full episode on October 24th. We're going to start a little bit early to accommodate his schedule uh, and that's going to be from 11.30 I believe until 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time and uh, Paul Herkel, he's a naturopath uh, doctor and um, he specializes a lot in, um, in hormone function as well as post-concussion syndrome as well as cancer care um, and uh, yeah, he's my naturopath. He's also on our medical advisory board and uh, it's going to be an awesome episode. All the nutritional based questions that we've been receiving are going to be flushed out in in that episode because he's going to be able to answer those a lot better than I can. Um, so join us on the 24th. Uh, I think it'll be a great, great episode. But other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Send us more questions. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.